Hey everyone, welcome to this episode of Sex with Emily's. Today's show is all about the importance of kissing. I know you think you've got it down, but today's show will give some extra tips so you can kiss like a pro. But first, a word from our sponsor. Listeners and friends, they're always asking me how to spice up their relationships. They all want to know how to bring the spark back. One great way is to add in some variety. Well, our good friends at adamandeve.com know all about that. AdamandEve.com is where you'll find all my favorite high-end toys like the Magic Wand and the WeVibe Tango as well as every formula of quality lube you can think of. You should all be using lube, by the way, if I haven't made that clear. Try out Pure or Sliquid. Adam and Eve sells those as well. The folks at AdamandEve.com are pleasers, so they put together a special deal for Sex with Emily listeners. If you order today and use code EMILY, they'll cut the price of almost any single item in half. Not enough for you? They'll also toss in three free DVDs and ship it all to you for free. And for a limited time, they will include a free gift. It's a sexy premium silicone pleasure ring. Rings are a great way to enhance intercourse. And if you haven't tried one before, this is the time. It can help guys stay harder longer while providing that crucial clitoral stimulation that most women need to orgasm during intercourse. Get your free ring, free shipping, free DVDs, and 50% off any item. Go to adamandeve.com and use code EMILY at checkout. You got a boyfriend? Because uh, my man E here, he just got his heart broken. He thinks you're kind of cute. A girl's got to have her standards. Oh, my. Do women know about shrinkage? Isn't it common knowledge? What do you mean? Like laundry? It shrinks? Can we not talk about sex so much? Are you kidding me? Oh, my God. I feel so good. Being bad feels pretty good. Well, you know, Emily's not the kind of girl you just play with. You're listening to Sex with Emily. We're talking about sex, relationships, and everything in between. For more information, go to sexwithemily.com. Go there right now. Put in your email address. I will not spam you. Plus, I send emails, and they're really good emails. They give you some tips. People love reading the articles, just like you like listening to the show. So do that, please. I'm here with Anderson tonight, the lovely Anderson. Hmm. How are you, Anderson? Did you go to me and then take a swig and I didn't say anything? I'm so th- so you're you know, drinking? Honestly, I think something's wrong with me. Left in the lurch? I'm, no, I, I, I'm drinking. Okay, so I did my hustler workshop, you know, in San Diego. Hustled it, yeah. And I was so bad. I, I feel like I was going to email my friend who's a doctor today and be like, is there like some kind of thing when you're constantly dehydrated? Because I drink a lot of water. Yeah. Okay, whatever. So I'm doing that. So I'm drinking water. And also, like us on Facebook. We need all the likes we can get because there's these mean people in the world who don't like sex and they're trying to take down our page. So the more support I get, I would appreciate it. And also follow me in, you know, at Sex with Emily. Subscribe to us and review us on iTunes. Check us out. Tell us what you like about the show or don't. And uh, you can also, again, email us, feedback at sexwithemily.com. Okay, a little bit of sex in the news here. Sex is more important than love, according to these states. So, Anderson, there's certain states where they say that sex is more important than love. Can you guess which states those are? New York, Los Angeles, Chicago, Atlanta. Completely opposite. Really? Here's the thing. So, when it comes to finding mates, priorities vary widely by state. So, the new book, Dataclism, which uses data to examine human trends, shows that each what each state prioritizes when it comes to sex and love. Somehow, surprisingly, states that are politically politically conservative, such as Montana, North Dakota, Wyoming, tend to prioritize sex over love. But also, um, Ohio seems to be the outlier in the U.S. It's the only state that 
that firmly prioritizes love over sex. So most states are somewhere in the middle, but states in the north central areas of the U.S. seem to be firmly on the side of sex. And it's rather, it kind of says like, the explanation is kind of banal. If you're looking for people to have sex with in places like Pierre, South Dakota, like smaller towns, they are prioritizing sex more than elsewhere because they can't get sex anywhere else. So they're going online and they're looking for sex. Like when yeah. we're in big cities. How do they get this answer? Like, do they ask what's what's more important to you, yeah, sex I think or it's love? Like online dating, yeah, okay, Cupid. Or is it like actually how much traffic there is on those sites? No, no, it's like because you know in your profile, like, okay, you don't know this, but you put like, are you looking for sex? Are you looking for dating? They did a big survey. So in rural, less populated areas, are looking for sex online because they can't find it on the street corner. And in LA, we can find sex anywhere, but we're more looking for love. Or in New York, or bigger cities. Uh huh. So we're probably. Oh, all you are kind of right then. Yeah. No. Well, well yeah. I was completely wrong because you said states, oh, right. and I threw a bunch of cities at you. Like, I'm right. not. No, whatever. It's hard, honey. Grade school. Life is hard. It's tough. Okay. I know, right? But we are trying to work and help people have like really good things in life, like really good sex. So that study in, in my head, I just hear, I just need to get me some fucking. Yeah, I know, really. Well, well it's hard. I mean, I feel bad. I mean, I've even had friends who are smart, attractive, you know, talented, amazing women, but they lived in really small towns. Like my friend who was going to vet school lived in like some weird place in Louisiana for a few years she's like like really like she couldn't meet anyone like there was no one there like there's just no one the places you live there's no you just can't meet people so that's why they date online that's kind of a bummer she had a boyfriend for like five years and she's cute it's not that she's hot hot. okay so I'm gonna just dive right into our topic of kissing because you know when you settle into an intimate relationship with someone like I said, kissing can be the first thing to go, and you don't first thing that goes, and you don't even realize it because you're like, it's the you know it's the warm up when you meet someone, you make out, you have these long makeout sessions, and they're great, like they're they feel amazing, and then you go with someone for a while, and you know you just have sex, and you don't feel like kissing because you got to brush your teeth, and you just said onions, but in reality. Here's why kissing is important and why I'm devoting some time to this is because it's one of the components that can actively enhance your sex life. And women need kissing to warm up before sex or wind down after. We need it. We require it. But here's the other thing. When you kiss your partner, even if it's like a full body contact kiss, your body releases hormones that make you feel happy and more connected. So if you're just banging your partner and you're not kissing ever, 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 you feel less connected. It's your hormones that need to feel more connected by through kissing. So... You know, when it goes like, but also when you're in a new relationship, kissing is kind of like a first interview. And if it goes badly, you're like, eh, game over. I'm not going to call him back. But the thing is that you can actually work on kissing. So I would not write someone off if they're a bad kisser on the first date. And I think a lot of people do or second date because kissing is something just like sex that you can work on. And so I'm going to give you some tips, you know, and do you know that I write a weekly column for Glamour? I'm, I'm actually their first like sex columnist and it's, it's published on Sunday nights. See, I'm drinking again. It's published on Sunday nights and um, Glamour.com. So also, but this is something that just came out in Glamour, and I want to share it with you along with some of my tips. And these are some kissing mistakes that you might be making before we get into the specific tips. So tell me if this sounds familiar. You start out too strong. You're in this moment of passion, and it can be really tempting to treat your significant other's mouth like a very strong magnet. But you've got to resist the urge to maul your partner like an animal from the get-go. Now, sometimes you may want to maul your partner if you've been with them for a while. 
But if you just walk up and start mauling them, like this is what I'm talking about. We got to warm us up. You got to take some time. So it would force your party to play defense for this makeout session. I'll be like backing up. Be like, really? Their tongue? They're attacking me. Like he feels, what are you looking at me for? What do you mean? Do you not get it? No, I get it. I hate the overpowering tongue. It's not a wrestling match. People do it though. I'm telling you, guys. It's not like a winner and a I loser on kissing. I know. So if you're if you are one of these like overzealous people, like like a teen or something who can't control your urges, always with everything. I I, I can't emphasize this enough. You've got to start slow. A slow kiss, and the momentum will build naturally. Pay attention. Pay attention to the signals that the person you're kissing are giving off, and then you'll know where to take the kiss to the next level. So you kind of pay attention. It's like a dance. Because if you maul, it's all about you. You don't even know. Tongue tango. It's a tongue tango. I like that. It's like a game. Start hey. an iPhone app like that. What do the French call French kissing? Um, I know the answer because I just looked it, it up. They well, call it a lover's kiss. A lover's a kiss? A lover's no, kiss. No, but what's it in French? Because I do speak a little French. I'm trying to remember kissing. Uh, Bezier Florentine. Yeah, I don't remember that. But okay. Kissing mistake number two. You do not use your tongue. Here's a fact. A closed mouth kiss has never rocked anyone's world. Like the first time you go out with someone, you kiss them. Like sometimes you're like, oh, we're just going to kiss goodnight and it's, we're going to linger. But eventually you got to open the mouth and get the tongues in there. Yeah, that's creepy when it's Place just them. like closed mouths. Yeah. Well, sometimes the first kiss is closed mouth. But yeah, but if want... it lingers, if it stays, if it's like a five, ten second closed yeah, mouth kiss. Yeah, there's a certain you know? like, you got to like, right, there's a point in no return. You got to know that. Um, show some enthusiasm for your, for your partner's mouth by using more than your lips. So some tips if you are not using your tongue and how to use it is you can softly glide your tongue over his. Take his bottom lip in your mouth and gently suck it. Have you ever had a woman do that? The suck? Yeah, the bottom lip. The bottom lip yeah. suck? What I do got you think big lips, so it's pretty easy. Yeah, you know what? As a guy, and I think that I might speak for a lot of guys when I say this, like I kind of just follow their lead. Like If they're like hard kissers, I'll be hard back. If they're very soft, I just kiss the way that they kiss, and I kind of just try and replicate what they're doing. Well, it's funny that you say that because one of my number one tips – for couples about kissing is because these are even if you're in a long-term relationship short-term if you love everything else but you're like god i just i wish he would just not stick his tongue so deep down my throat play a game say you know what i want you to do something let's do this first kiss me the way that you want to be kissed i'm just gonna sit i'm just gonna you know i'm gonna follow your lead and then next i'll kiss you the way i want to be kissed and then you can kind of make an amalgamation of the two and become perfect kissers together hopefully you might have to do it a few times. You don't think that would work? No, I think it'd be great. Okay, good. It'd be like having, like, and then you create your own kiss that's unique to I you. I know, right? Like it's and her because it's not like I'm him. asking you, like you know, you have to, you know, do some crazy yoga pose or something or some Kama Sutra thing. It's like you can learn how to like back off with your tongue. Totally easy. Um, kissing mistake number three: you miss your target completely. So it's really nice to like pause mid makeout to purposely like purposely like do the brushing of your lips across his cheek or for- forehead, which is kind of nice to kiss her on the face. Erogenous zones. If not, however, it's not hot to let your lips wander from his mouth so that his chin, nose, cheeks are covered in absent-minded drool. So if your significant other is constantly having to redirect your focus, take the hint and laser in on his lips. Have you ever had a wet, sloppy kisser? You know, I'm sitting here uh, just going back in my mind. So, uh, did you do a lot of making out when you were younger? You, you were a late bloomer, right? Yeah, I, I, I was a late bloomer. I can tell you that one of the grossest things in the world is the uh, 13-year-old, 14-year-old makeout sessions. Where uh. 
Like there would be like a, a common pool of of saliva that would uh, sometimes just. I remember it's so that. Gross. It so, is gross because you know you're both and you're both so nervous and there's so much, Ugh. and you're just kissing for too long and it's. And it's so embarrassing. It is. We're, and you're both simultaneously embarrassed, but no one can say anything. Well, I remembered my first kiss now, just now. Did you do this where you were, we were kissing? We were at my friend's like basement. It was like a kissing party in seventh grade. So I did kiss in seventh grade, but I didn't do much after that. Was it spin the bottle? Yeah, totally. And we were in a dark room, and I remember kissing, and our lips did not part. And we just swirled our tongues around in the circles. The swirl's kind of nice, but if it's short No, bursts, we never stop swirling. Yeah. Like everything in sex, you got to mix it up. Both clockwise? Just for like an hour. We're just swirling, no, swirling, swirling. Not for I an swear hour. It, no, it felt like an Lockjaw. hour. But it wasn't very like romantic at all. I'm like, when's this swirling? I'm thirsty, hungry, whatever. Um, okay, so <laughs> that was my first kissing, I remember. Okay, back to the basics. What was his name? Um, God, was it David? I think it was David. His name is David, which is, would make sense. What's your I, brother's name? No, Michael. But okay. I've dated five Davids in the last two years, so his name was David. Only five? Just in the last, yeah, two years. Weird. Not like all full-on relationships, but yeah, the last one actually called him D5. I was like, you're D5. <laughs> I'm sure that he appreciated that. <laughs> well, you know, you got to know. If to know me, it's to love me or hate me. Okay, so um, back to basics here. When it comes to kissing, especially with someone new, like I said, less is more. So if you're so hot and bothered and turned on and you want to like totally devour their face, you got to resist the urge because your tongue should not be inside the mouth the other the entire time. You got to use the tongue. You got to go in the mouth, but not the whole time. So again, start slow and then move your tongue into the mix and then pay attention like you do very well, Anderson. So I hear. Thank you. Thank you. To your partner. And then you balance your styles together with theirs. Like I said, you can ask them to do it or you just try to balance. So here's, here's how to kiss. So here's this, the basics. I'm going to break it down for you. Start with your lips slightly parted. And this is for, it just says kiss her, but this is be her or him. Kiss her lower lip with your upper lip. Spend some time kissing without using your tongue at first. It can seem really abrasive if you stick your tongue in right away. So what I'm telling you is you got to use the tongue, but don't do it too quickly. This is how you warm up. You slightly part your lips. So if the moment allows, stop kissing her and look at her before you continue again. Because that's intimate. Look in the eyes. Total turn on. Um, also for men, a warning. You forget that your mouth is so much bigger than a woman's. So do not engulf her whole mouth with yours. Guys do that. And you're like, really? I can't breathe. There's saliva all over me. Um, so expert level kissers. Next level. Really great kissers know how to tease their kissing partners. So you go in for the kiss. Right before your lips touch, you pull back. It's the tease that we talk about. This is a hot move because because you get you send that like anticipatory wave of excitement through your body, which is what we're all craving and we don't have anymore in long term relationships. You pull in, you pull out, and when neither of you can stand it anymore, which is the ideal situation for sex, always go in for the full kiss and gently sweep your tongue in her mouth. Hot, right? Mix it up. Okay, so then you can mix it up. The key to a great makeout sesh: keep it from getting boring, like my guy in seventh grade. The swirl, the never-ending swirl. I think it was not only was it a swirl, it was like a one-direction swirl. It wasn't even like, we should probably go the other way. But our lips never parted. We just swirled. We didn't know what we were doing. Um, so keep it from getting boring. Don't spend the entire time with your tongue chilling in her mouth or with light, short kisses. You want to play around, mix up all these techniques so you alternate. You know, soft, light kisses, long, deep kisses, lots of tongue, nibbling on the lower lip. Uh, a spontaneous lip bite can be hot, but not a bite that's going to, like, make her bleed. There have been some incidents. Um, yeah, because Ebola. 
Right. Should yeah, yeah, Bola, no blood. Everyone watch out for the blood. No, okay, no biting. Kiss her lower lip and then lightly take it in between your teeth. Gently pull and then release. And a side note, that is a great tip that works on the clitoris as well. You pull the clitoris out and then you gently let, pull you, and then with your teeth. Elastic band it back. Gently, uh, gently, gently pull and release. All right, careful guys. When you're talking about the clitoris and the I teeth, know, that's you so advanced. Be very careful. Just make sure you find the goddamn clitoris first. That'd be okay? the worst thing to be sued for. What? Like somebody sues you because their click up bit off and they're like, I heard yeah. Emily tell me to bite you there. Don't yeah, exactly. Seriously. I didn't say bite, I said nibble. I said nibble gently and not the first time, okay? Sucking on your partner's lower lip is another great sensation, but don't get too rough or you'll give her or him a face hickey. Have you ever gotten a hickey? Yeah, they're the worst. It's been forever. But somebody tried to give me one recently. I was like, really? Like, are you giving are you really gonna give me a hickey? It's such like a like I own you. This is exactly. my mark. And he was so possessive with I me. hate it. I hate it. I was like, don't give me a hickey. Like he's always afraid I'm gonna date. This was like a long time ago, actually. Okay, so when I come back, I gotta do a quick word from our sponsors, but this is what you uh you gotta do with the rest of your body during the juicy, juicy makeout section. So what's in a name? It's not often you can look at a product's name and know exactly what you're getting. Then along came the rabbit company. The rabbit companies focus on one thing, pleasing you with their selection of high-quality rabbit vibrators. One visit to therabbitcompany.com, you'll see what I'm talking about. They've got a perfect collection of rabbit vibes in a variety of shapes and sizes. Whether you're looking to try your first rabbit or your 21st, the rabbit company has a model for you. You've never seen so many rabbits. And just like the company, each vibe has a descriptive name so you know exactly what you're getting. There's the classic, the rotating, the beaded, the G-spot, and my personal favorite, the come hither. It uses the motion like you'd use with your finger to uh, wave someone over or when you're trying to find your G-spot. And everyone on my team, they're all in love with the rabbit ears. It's the perfect little clitoral stimulator. Every rabbit company vibe features easy-to-use controls, highest quality materials, and a five-year warranty. To see what I'm raving about, go to sexwithemily.com and click on the Rabbit Company banner. Use code EMILY at checkout for a special discount. Okay, so people, here's the thing about the kiss. What do you do with the rest of your body? So now you've mastered the kiss. You're having this juicy makeout section. Do something with your hands rather than just focus all your attention on the kissing. Like you might be worried, like, am I kissing her right? Caress her back. Another erogenous zone. Hold her waist. Hold her, cup her face. Women love it when you cup their face. It's so romantic. You see in all the movies. Trace the outline of her jaw. Hold her chin and direct the motion of her face. You can lightly pull the back of her hair. Delicately touch her butt, maybe, when she's grinding on top of you or lying next to you. So, like, you want to incorporate your whole body into the full kiss. Those are my kissing tips for you. Body kisses are good, too. A body kiss? Kiss down the body? A hug. Oh, a body hug? Okay, yeah, cuddles. Do we have time for an email, Anderson? Uh, yeah, sure, let's do it. Okay. Hey, okay, guys. we were talking last week, we were talking about uh, teasing. Yeah. We were talking about the anticipation of kissing. Like, exactly. Coming in. What about this move? This is a move that I would try out if you and I were a couple. Uh-huh. I'd go in for like the kiss. Like Right when we were about to kiss, I'd back away, roll over, go to sleep. What do you think of that? I would hate that. I, but it's anticipation. It's yeah, teasing. but then you fall asleep, and I need the cuddle. Roll over, just fall asleep right when you're like wanting the kiss. If you pull, if you pull back and fell asleep, I would leave and be game. <laughs> that the tease is not like you depart. You don't leave. You don't go. Oh, I might touch your vagina, but I'm going to go home. No, but that. Thanks for thanks for asking. Okay. I won't okay. Do that. So anyway, this is this is um, this is a question here about ah, foreplay. Hi, Emily. Big fan of the show. I have a question regarding foreplay. I've heard you say many times that long foreplay sessions will make for more satisfaction for my partner. 
I've been amping up the foreplay, and just about every girl I've slept with seems all the more happier, which is great. However, sometimes I find myself getting a little anxious to get to the whole penetration part, and I find myself getting slightly bored during a long session of foreplay. And as a result, I lose my erection. Is this normal? Thanks, Emily. Love your show, Bob. Okay, this is totally normal. And just because I'm always talking about long sessions of foreplay doesn't mean that it's only for the woman. So you can take turns. She can play with you too. She should know this. Just because you are performing oral sex on her or doing something doesn't mean that she shouldn't be touching you. You could do the good old 69. Um, And also foreplay doesn't have to be continuous. You can start foreplay. Then you can have sex a little bit, intercourse, pull out, keep continuing foreplay. It can be an ongoing thing because if you feel like you're losing your erection, that's like a total buzzkill for you too. So I think that you got to just mix it up. And again, foreplay, not just for women, for men too. So so take turns and let her know. I mean, I guess, you know, a lot of guys just stay turned on the whole time because they get really turned on by her getting turned on. But maybe you're going a little bit too long. And is she performing foreplay on you? Again, she could perform oral sex on you. She could, I don't know, play with your balls, whatever you like, your nipples. So I think give you a massage. I mean, this has got to be equal opportunity here. What do you think, Anderson? Do you ever get bored of foreplay? Are you like, really? Enough already. Do you? Never? Oh, foreplay is cool. <laughs> You're down with foreplay. Okay. Dear Emily, this is about being bored up. This is a woman who's bored on the bottom. <laughs> missionary. We're going to mix up the missionary position. There's more to life than missionary. You guys love being on top. What is the deal? It's, it's easier for many women to achieve orgasm on top. And many women like missionary, but it's, it's freaking boring. And it gets boring. doesn't ever get boring for you. You're never like, really, missionary? You're just like, yeah, bring it. I'm a, I'm a Christian man. <laughs> and I do as I, the Lord tells me. Okay, dear Emily, when my partner and I have sex, I find myself getting bored if I'm the, on the bottom and if, if I'm on the bottom and always end up on top. Don't, oh, listen to this, Anderson, so you're wrong. Don't get me wrong. I love the control, but I feel he needs to have some as well. Is there anything you could do to suggest for a more thrilling sexual experience when I'm on the bottom? So, no, not every woman is climbing on top trying to get her own goddamn orgasm. She, Some women want to stay on the bottom and enjoy it. Clearly and stated that she likes being on top. She said her boyfriend pushes her on top all the time and she wants to enjoy missionary if you were listening. So here's some answers to you, Ella, about how to spice it up. The one that I talk about the most is the cat position, which is the coital alignment technique. And... You, even if you're a dog person, you would like the cat position. So you have him scoot forward about three inches from the usual missionary position. You following me? He's scooting forward. Go to my, okay, first of all. So like he's even taller than. Yes. Yes. And on my website, there is a post called Mixing Up Missionary or something like that. Just search missionary. It'll come up so you can see the pictures. Um, He should rest his body on you, moving slowly up and down instead of in and out. So it's an up and down. You're not going pound in and out. You're going rubbing in and out and you can also wrap your ankles around his calves to secure him in the position so in cat position you have the greatest chance of experience a simultaneous orgasm with your partner which is a double win because you're hitting a clitoris and you're rubbing did you name this one no i didn't write why is a cat where's the coital alignment technique ah i see got it c-a-t right yeah then there's the anvil that sounds like something you would hate (laughs) This can work for some women. Instead of just lying there, drape your legs over. It's on the bottom. Okay, get this. You're lying there. Don't just lie there. Drape your legs over his shoulders while he kneels from above. This will increase the intensity of his thrusts while he hits your G-spot because your legs are over your shoulders 
and you can even put a pillow underneath you, which will even help them reach your G-spot more readily. <laughs> and um, it's super comfy. And you'll be on your way to amazing orgasm. Number three, I've got three friggin' tips for her to spice it up. So, uh, Ella, you're welcome. The third one is the wraparound. Well, he's on top of you. You wrap your legs around his whole body with your ankles crossed. So you're pulling him in. This secures him in a missionary position while making everything tighter down there. Clench your thigh muscles together. Rock back and forth with him. So you've got your legs around his back. You're clenching. You're rocking back and forth. You are rocking your G-spot and your Claris. Does, it, does that one have a name? The wraparound. It's <laughs> the baby monkey. What? The baby monkey. Do you want to rename it in my next book? Because yeah, you know how like uh, baby monkeys like wrap around. And, and it's like your baby up. monkey. Yeah, yeah. And if he gets up, you'd still be clinging to him like a koala bear. Oh, yeah. we're going to the kitchen to get something to eat. I'm still wrapped around you. Hey, you talk about this as though the G-spot is A, real, and B, everyone has one. <laughs> <laughs> it is real. Mm-hmm. You don't think it exists? Yeah. Tell that to my vagina. Tell that to her vagina. Uh, t- say that again. Tell that to Madison again. I said, tell that to my vagina. Thank you very uh, much. Tell that exist. straight to Madison's vagina. Is that part of the requirements to become an intern is you must have a G-spot? No, I've had interns. Yes. It now Every is. single one of your interns. No, I've had interns who have never had orgasms until they worked for me, and I'm very proud that I launched their orgasm Let's be path. clear that Emily didn't give them I did. <laughs> their, their first orgasm. No, no, no. I did not give it to them. I explained to them how and or I gave them the magic wand, um, which is kind of true. So um, what was the question? So G-spots, no, they're elusive. There is debate in the community, in the medical community, mostly by men, that the G-spot doesn't exist. It's named after Grafenberg. He na- it was named after a man. And the truth is, the whole region is kind of, you know, down there. The, the Grafenberg is what the G-spot stands yeah, for? Yeah, it's probably a, it's we a German or a Jew. German Jew. Grafenberg? Hey, Grafenberg sounds like German. So listen, here's You're the hitting thing. my Grafenberg so hard. <laughs> not every woman has been able to find her G-spot. And not every woman will find, like, not everyone will be able to orgasm internally. That's true. Um, it doesn't mean that she doesn't have one or that it doesn't exist. However, a lot of women give up because they're not able to reach it during intercourse. And so there's so many other ways women can reach it. They can use their fingers. He can use his fingers, whatever. If she's got a female partner, fingers are great. Let's just say that. You let your fingers do the walk-in to find your G-spot. There's great toys. They're just G-spot stimulation toys. There's a whole bunch of ways. Why are we on the G-spot? Right. <laughs> what are they talking about? Oh, you asked me about the G-spot. Dude, that wasn't even fine. No, I needed to know. Many people wanted to know. I'm actually writing you down really- Grafenberg in my phone right now. You didn't That's know this? I- I guess you, okay, sorry. I bet I most people listening to this didn't know it was like, Grafenberg. Well, I guess they wouldn't know that, but they wouldn't. And then people do question if it exists or not. And the truth is that hope, like, for example, the pelvic region, if you're having sex with a woman, you're fooling around with her, putting your fingers inside of her, performing oral sex, if you press down on her, her pelvic mound or pelvic, her pelvic pubic mound. muscles, her pubic, her pubic bone, like above her pubic hair, if she has any, which uh-huh. she probably doesn't. If you, that is also connected, can be internally hitting her, her G-spot as well. So there's different ways to reach it so people can say, oh, it's all part of the same thing. You can hit from the outside is what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Dear Emily, I'm struggling with some aspects of my relationship. I love my boyfriend of seven months, but we disagree on certain things. He insists on paying for everything in our relationship despite the fact that I make more than him. I'm also uncomfortable with his dirty talk. He constantly calls me whore and slut when we are having sex. What should I do? Thanks. Sarah. What if you put rich in front What's of What's wrong it? with whore and slut? What? <laughs> He's like, you rich whore. You rich slut. Sugar mama. Slut. Maybe she, she just like wants that. to be sugar mama, not whore slut. Um, I have to be honest, though. Um, dirty talk is a subject that 
you know, you need to talk to him about. You, you need to talk to him when you're not in the bedroom and you don't have to. Because a lot of people are into it. How long has she her husband? How long has she been with him? Seven months. Seven months. Okay, that's not very long. I get it. People usually wait a little while to talk about things. And you just got to tell them that that's not really, you know, my jam. doesn't make me feel good when you say that in the bedroom. I love it. No, first you have to say, sex with you is amazing. I love having sex with you. Your penis is so beautiful. Um, when we're really getting on, I'm really turned on. And then sometimes you call me, you say some things to me when we're having sex. It just kind of kills the mood for me. So please don't do that. I would like it if you would no longer use those terms. Um, let him know that you are very satisfied. And sometimes you just get uncomfortable with things he says. Um, money. So, you know, what would you say to that? I mean, the thing is, maybe she doesn't like horn slut, but there's other things like, oh, baby, that's so hot. You really turned me on. Your ass looks great. I don't know. Maybe she doesn't like horn slut because she's obviously a feminist, like most women, many women. And she's upset about the money thing, which is very, very interesting because I always say men, I tell men, you know, default towards paying and all that. But they're in a relationship and she wants to pay and I get it. I feel that way too when I'm with a guy. I will pay the whole thing. But money can be so difficult to navigate in a relationship because, oh, God, money, sex, children, right? The biggest killers of people's relationships and sex drives because money is so charged, right? Especially for men, it can be emasculating if she makes more, if he makes, she makes more if than he, he makes does. Less, yeah. If he makes less. And, but she, she's and he feels more. inferior and they're very sensitive. So you have to approach this with caution, this subject with caution as well. Um, you can suggest staying in and maybe doing things that are don't cost as much but you can also say i'm only we're going to only get we're only going to dinner tonight if it's my treat and so ahead of time before the bill comes to be slapped down on the table you've already dealt with it ahead of time um you can also you know buy groceries buy him treats for his house make him feel good but really this is really really touchy so the fact is he wants to be the man which is sort of this in the, the male brain i mean part of it is paying for things hunting gathering right anderson you know or would you yeah, be down I mean, to and paid all the time to an extent but i mean i think seven months you can ask just ask the dude be like what's this all about why right. do you have to pay for everything this is not right right i'm not used to this it makes me uncomfortable yeah you know and stop with the slut horror you know what i like about this email actually with sarah most of these emails are sort of fatal, and I just want to say, it's not going to go anywhere. It doesn't sound like it's a good this, match. No, yeah. no. This, to me, is actually totally – this, to me, seems totally doable. Like, these are, like, not a big – What, you can make more money than her No, 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 no. Okay? They can handle the money situation in a way that he still feels like he's the man in the relationship. She uh, can find ways to make that he still feels like a man, and he's cool with it, and they learn how to compromise when I, she's going to pay. And also, the dirty talk, I mean, maybe a lot of women liked it and – she doesn't. I don't know. I just, that, that, you that, think this is that fatal? That freaks me out. You think this is a fatal flaw? Any guy who's having sex with her and calling her a slut and a whore, I think, and demanding to pay for everything, does he work around metals, Corolla would ask? Um, he might. He might. But I don't know. To does me, he like, have like a snake and it's tattoo? only been seven months. So I think, Sarah, you got to deal with this tomorrow. And um, yeah, don't wait and see. I just what can't happens. imagine caring about anyone enough to have sex with them and then while I'm calling them a slut and a whore. I get like dirty talk, but the slut. But whore there's thing. a lot of women that are into that kind of thing. So they also like being spit. I in don't the face. know that he escalate. Like I wonder if the first date he was like, "Oh, baby, you're my slut, you're my whore." Like usually you escalate to that, which I always have done a ton of shows on dirty talk that you really shouldn't start with the slut whore things that are, that are too out there. So you're because... down with being called a slut and a whore? No, I'm, I did thing? not say that at all. I said that there are many people who are down with that. They want to be called. Things that are even more extreme. Some people just want, like, hey, baby, that feels so good when you're inside me. Go, keep, go, don't stop. Feels amazing. Oh my God, I'm going to come. That's it. That's dirty. So, you know, there's a range. So I wouldn't say a you lot start of passion out. Behind that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, baby, don't stop. That feels so good. Ugh. And uh, you just lost a lot of listeners. I wasn't. No. They're finished now and they're moving on to other things. I, I wasn't in the moon talk dirty. I had to be in the mood. No, it was good. Which one? Suggesting that they came and now they're done. 
Yeah, what I'm saying is this seems negotiable, but but right, if he is not respecting that you are a modern woman who's independent and makes your own living and doesn't want things in the bedroom, and he's like, my way or the highway, then you're done. But I think what I'm saying is either way, she's going to figure out very quickly if this is something she should live with or something she should do. Just talk to him about it. Seven months in, you, you should be able to talk. People don't talk about anything until Dude, it's from crisis. Talk to him while having sex. No, that's a worst counter time. with that. The worst when time. You, when he's calling you a slut and a whore, he'd be like, yeah, you have to pay for everything. What's that all about, little man? Yeah, exactly. That's her dirty talk. Um, okay, cheapskater. Yeah, hey, loser. When's last time? Your paste, your peanut, your paste up is shorter than your penis. <laughs> That's a great way to call the relationship right there. No, never bring it up during sex. It's a bad time to give feedback. Unless it's like, ouch, your cum came in my face and I can't actually see and I'm in pain. And now you have to pay for glasses. Exactly. Okay. So, um, oh God, this is this porn and sex. This is a big one. Dear Emily, my boyfriend always says he's not that into sex, but I tell him I need it. We live together, and he assures me he's happy. However, I search his internet history, and he visits a porn site every day, if not twice a day. What the hell? I've tried to show him I'm adventurous. I've also, on a separate occasion, interrogated him with questions on whether he finds me attractive or if he's cheating. We never seem to get anywhere. Please help me, Anne. Okay, Anne, you bring up such an important point right now, just not for you, but also globally. There are a lot of guys that are just really into porn right now, and they are less interested in sex. Now, first of all, let me say this. A guy watching porn, totally normal. They actually need it. A lot of guys are in really healthy relationships having amazing sex, and they actually want to watch porn more. That is fine. Porn becomes a problem when it becomes a problem, when you can no longer, you know, you're missing, you're not going to work. You actually can't have sex without the porn. Um, you have, you're hurting yourself. It's, you're ruining your relationship. That's when it's a problem. And it sounds to me like, yeah, first of all, guys just don't clear their browsers these days. Jesus, people. But I'm kind of glad because people are finding out a lot of stuff. So your boyfriend says he's not into sex and he's into the porn. So what I'm concerned about is that he's doing it twice a day. And I think that you actually have to confront him. You guys are living together. And so... You know, you need to say to him, I want to know, or first, before you even bring up the porn, when he says he's not that into sex, was he into sex at the beginning? Has anything changed about him? Is he drinking more? Is he more stressed at work? I mean, honestly, when guys are worried about money, it's like they can't get a boner. It's like that. So if there's something going on, he might be using the porn as like a stress reliever. And he's saying he's not that into sex because to become emotional and intimate with you is just really stressful for him right now because he's concerned. He could also be taking some meds and all, you know, a lot of other things. But if he's telling you that he's like not into sex and you're trying to do it, and of course you need it. You're so right. People who live together and are married are in relationships and they think that they put the sex on the back burner and they think, oh, it's not that important because we're best friends and we love watching movies together and, you know, we take walks and he takes out the trash and I pay the bills. Bullshit. You actually need to have the sex because it connects you. In, it connects you intimately, and you need it. It's biology, biology, biologically speaking. You need to be connected in that way. The the hormones, the connection. So sex is a priority. If you're not having sex, don't write it off like it's something you're going to deal with tomorrow. So this is something you have to tell him that this, honey, we got to talk about this. And I know you watch porn, and I get that, but I. I we need to start having sex. Careful with the tone, though. Don't come down like. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't mm-hmm. come down too hard. Don't put too much pressure. And you know what? Guys go through phases too. Yeah, I know. And I'm, like he I might have found like not. a new site or something that he's really into. No, and he'll get bored should, with it. You should I'm never. Being and I don't mean to be aggressive right now because the truth is, when you go into these, first of all, sex is such a. T- I talk about this all the time. Sex is such a touchy subject for couples, and the reason why people don't 
talk about it because it's so hard. It's like, how do we bring this up? It was good at the beginning. And honestly, it's like ripping a bandaid off. You just got to start the conversation. Babe, I love you. I love living together. Our relationship is awesome. But I know sometimes you say like you're not really that into sex. And I am. And I, I think we need it. It's really crucial. And so what do you think we could do to start, you know, having more sex? You say you're not into it. But, you know, I know you watch porn. And I know there's something different. I mean, I don't think that, you know, whatever. And then so do it in a very kind way. Tell him what you love about your sex life. And if he says to you, I'm just not that into it, done. I mean, you got to probe more. So when you say you're not into it, is that that you're not experiencing pleasure? Or maybe there's something else you want to try? Because I'm open, you know? Did you want to buy some sex? Do you want to watch porn together? I mean, make it a very, like, positive Do you need me to go on Tinder? What? I mean, that's what she she can throw that in too. Like, do I need to go out and find somebody else who will service? No, she does not need to say that. That's what the kind. No? We mean, if he if he I've says, I've had girls say that to me. Really? Yeah, like I'm like ah, I don't really feel like it. They're like, well, I should I just go find somebody else then? Well, I guess if he says I'm not into sex, I never will be. But then she should move out. And I'm sorry, I missed. Are they married? They're they're live together. But they're not married. They're not married. Could be the end. It could be the end because honestly, miss, a couples who have mismatched libidos is is more common than not. Like, I and you don't find out till afterwards because you, well, they're usually the, pretty matched at first. Uh, well, yeah, everyone's matched. Exactly, you could be matched with almost anyone at first. The problem is if you happen to know your history. I wish there was like a like a, some kind of form you had to fill out before you like date someone long term. Like, what's your history with sex? Do you typically like it three times a week or once a month? Because then it could save you a lot of freaking heartache heartache down the road. It's really like a puppy. You don't know until it's grown up. I mean, you but, could have a really sweet little puppy, know, but then hit, I know. But this is history you can go back and be like yeah i you know i've actually like having sex three times a week and if you're with someone who wants it every day or once a month is fine with me but do you think that that changes from from relationship to relationship no, i don't I really, has, has that been proven or no because i been i've been you know i i can tell you from my own experience i've been like a two week a guy uh guy with with certain girls and then other girls it's like five times a week but how long were you with those five times a week girls doesn't last very long exactly so at the beginning of any relationship, you want to have... You- but I mean, I'm talking about, you know, past the first three months, past the honeymoon phase. Right. I think that pretty much if you're, you've are you been in a two-year, year relationship, you kind of know your libido. I mean, again, it changes as you get older. Our sex drives change. So everything changes in our bodies. So I just think you have to have a serious conversation with a man and, and take this seriously. Like, And please know that it is something that you have to focus on. And if he just blows you off and says, I don't know, just not into it, just not into it, that's not an answer. So start very sweet, like I said. Start about a conversation that's fun. You're going to do something together. You're going to spice it up, but don't let him get away with it because it will wreak havoc on your relationship. And that is all we have time for today. So thanks everyone for listening. I've got two shows a week. Anderson, you rock. Check out his podcast, After Disaster, and The Film Vault because they're amazing. I actually laughed my ass off listening to After Disaster. Well, I was talking talking about you. uh, Yeah. Arguably poorly about you. No, you actually said nice things, believe it or not. Um, and then you called me crazy, but that, but crazy. Emily, that, I love her. She's great. She's crazy, but I love her. <laughs> but I'm like, I, I'm not, a, don't take offense to that because you love me. I'm a good kind of crazy. So anyway, thanks everyone for listening. Was it good for you? Email me feedback at sexwithemily.com. If you've listened to the show the last couple months, you've probably heard me talk about a unique product called the womanizer. A while back, the owners of the company asked if they could send me one to test out, which of course, you know me, I agreed to it. I own and review a lot of toys, and I was fairly confident I've tried every category of product around, but I was wrong. The Womanizer was designed in Germany, and unlike anything else on the market, it indirectly stimulates the clitoris using suction. It's kind of like a sexy ear thermometer. It has a silicone cylinder on the face that you place over your clitoris, 
kind of like how a partner might use their mouth. And while it's on, you can vary the suction and move it around to create an amazingly intense experience. In fact, most women in their focus group achieved orgasm in one minute. That's right, a 60-second orgasm. You can just knock it out if you want. So I tried the Womanizer, and they weren't kidding. It's amazing. The suction is adjustable, and you can position it to create so many different sensations. It's The Womanizer is really in a category of its own, and I suggest you check it out for yourself. Go to sexwithemily.com and click on the Womanizer banner for more information. Okay, guys, listen to me. I know some of you tune out every time you hear me talk about Kegel exercises. Well, guess what? You're making a mistake. Kegel exercises are not just for women. Try something for me now, guys. Tighten up the muscles you'd use if you wanted to stop the flow of urine. Congratulations! You just did a Kegel exercise. And doing these regularly can make an impact on your sex life. Kegel exercises can help you have stronger erections, better stamina, and more intense orgasms. You'll be blown away, literally, by the difference Kegels can make in your life. To make Kegel exercises that much easier to get into, I created Kegel Camp. It's an app that trains you, reminds you, and tracks your progress along the path to Kegels of Steel. And because I know you're competitive, I created 20 levels of intensity for you to work through. So, you up for the challenge, guys? Download Kegel Camp for your, from your iPhone today and tell me about your progress at feedback at sexwithemily.com. You can get Kegel Camp from the iTunes store or by going to sexwithemily.com and clicking on the Kegel Camp banner. See you at camp.